This is true news, the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. So help us God. I'm Rick Wiles. Today is Wednesday, February 14th, 2024. The sheriff of Butler County, Ohio, called a press conference last week to alert local citizens and reporters about what 3,000 local sheriffs were told by Christopher Ray, director of the FBI. True News will share with you key excerpts from the news conference. So let's start with a local Butler County, Ohio article published by the Journal News. There's a photograph of the sheriff. Butler County Sheriff ramps up training security after FBI warning of terror attacks. By the way, before we get started in today's uh, True News, uh, American Reserves wants me to tell you that for the remaining days of February until February 29th, uh, American Reserves is offering a 15% discount to all True News viewers. And the promo code is True News. Enter True News in the promo code box and 15% of your total order will be deducted. Again, 15% discount, American Reserves. The promo code is True News and it expires on February 29. Um, looking at this article again, uh, at the National Sheriff's Association Conference in Washington, D.C. last week, Butler County Sheriff Richard Jones heard warnings from the FBI of imminent terrorist attacks on the United States, and he's out to make sure his department is prepared. The sheriff said, quote, it's not if they're going to attack, it's just when they are. There are people already here who have come to this country who hate us and want to kill us. Lines of attack, he said, uh, he was told, will be through cyber attacks, crippling power grids, train derailments, and cells of armed terrorists who target multiple areas of the country. I didn't write this article. No, but it sounds like... Sounds like a true news re- at True News. Um, it is really appropriate that American Reserves is offering the True News audience a 15% discount this month to the end of February. Again, the promo code True News, AmericanReserves.com. Uh, I didn't plan this. I, you know, I, this, uh, this was. Uh, a friend of mine in Michigan sent this to me this morning and said, have you heard the sheriff? And I said, no. And so I listened to the press conference driving here and knew immediately this is what we need to talk about today. So he, when he said he was at a conference of sheriffs, I knew immediately it was the National Sheriff's Association. Um, many, many years ago, Doc, I was... Uh, um, I mean, over 30-some years ago, I, I worked for uh, another National Association of Sheriffs and Law Enforcement Officials. Right. And uh, so I was well acquainted with the National Sheriffs Association, great organization. Uh, over 3,000 county sheriffs belong to the uh, – it's the NSA, but not that NSA. Right. Okay. So uh, they just held their annual conference in Washington, D.C. We'll put up the, um, the website, the 2024 Winter Conference 
Which of the national the first week of February. Early first, February. yes, first week of February, uh, the Winter Conference in Washington D.C. And um, again, it it is where all of the local sheriffs go each year to meet with each other. It's a great organization. Have a lot of respect for them. And um, apparently, not apparently, he obviously he did the. The FBI director, Christopher Ray spoke to the sheriff's office. Now, Doc, I went through the agenda. I could not find anywhere that that a session was devoted to FBI director Ray. So, it, it might not have been an open session uh, that was available to the whole public, maybe that's, just to the sheriffs. Yes, or it, it was something that came up at the last minute and they made room for the FBI director. But it wasn't on the official agenda. There was nothing, nowhere on the schedule at all. Right. So we're going we're gonna to break this down, and we're going to show you uh, approximately um, about nine clips from the sheriff's press conference last week in Butler County, Ohio. And so here is, uh, here's the first clip, and then Doc and I will have some comments. Everybody doing today? Good morning, Sheriff. Okay, we're going to shut the doors. We'll start it off with, uh, my name is Rick Jones. I'm the Butler County Sheriff, Butler County, Ohio. Uh, I just came back from the National Sheriff's Training in uh, D.C. Uh, three days ago, two days ago. We were briefed by the FBI Director, Ray, the Director of the FBI, and several federal agencies. There's 3,300 sheriffs in the United States. The President of the United States refuses to meet with the sheriffs of the 3,300. We have a hierarchy. We have a president. We have a vice president. The President of the United States refuses to meet with the sheriffs. He also refuses to meet with the police chiefs of the United States. They have a hierarchy also. He refuses to meet with them to talk about border issues or to talk about crime that's going on because of the border issue. We were also told by Mr. Ray, the FBI director, that there are more red flags going off now than before 9-11, okay? When I say red flags, meaning people that are here in this country that are wanting to do harm to us. We were also explained we're, in the, we're bombing two countries right now. Two countries. These people do not like us before this started. There's thousands of people here from other countries, 160 different countries. They're here not to be our friends. Some of them are coming because they're wanting to come here to the best country in the world, the way we see it. Some are coming here to do harm to us. And we were told by the FBI director, it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. We were also told five Sheriffs went to Israel five weeks after the attack. The only thing that saved the Israelis, the government, was the local police. They were outgunned, outmanned. They came over. The Palestinians did. They came over. They killed, raped. The sheriffs were there. They talked to the police. The local police are what saved that country. 
You can't just call, even in Israel, you can't just call the military up and they're going to be there, okay? They went house to house, raping, killing. The Israeli police, when our guys got there, the sheriffs, said they just don't hate us. They hate you guys equally. And the same people that train them are the same people that train people to hate us. The FBI director said when 9-11 hit, there's more red flags now than them. So, and he said, these are people that want to kill us and do harm to us. There's a lot to unpack there. Yes, I was making notes as quickly as possible. So he said he was briefed. He and the other 3,000 county sheriffs briefed by FBI Director Christopher Wray and representatives from several other federal agencies. Again, there is nothing on the agenda of the National Sheriffs Association Conference uh, for this discussion. So uh, obviously it was uh, not advertised for security reasons, which is understandable. He said that President Joe Biden refuses to meet with the nation's sheriffs and the nation's police chiefs. There is another association, National Association of Police Chiefs, which are primarily the, uh, the, 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 the running the police departments of cities. Right. And the sheriffs run county Counties. law enforcement. Uh, so he said that Joe Biden refuses to meet with the sheriffs and the police chiefs. Isn't that odd? I would think you'd want to meet with them, if for no other reason than to keep on good terms. Just the politics. <laughs> yes. The politics of, of having video on the news of 3,000 sheriffs giving you a standing ovation. Right. So what does Joe Biden have to hide? What's he hiding? Or why are they hiding Joe Biden? Or why are they hiding Joe Biden? But why isn't Kamala Harris there? Yeah, she's supposed to be the border czar, right? Precisely. And the biggest agenda on the minds of sheriffs and police chiefs is crime. And the crime is caused by a lot of it, illegal immigrants coming across the border. Yes. But the Biden administration refuses to talk to the sheriffs and the police chiefs because the sheriffs and the police chiefs will tell them things to do to solve the problem. And they don't want to solve the problem. They want to create the problem. So it's one thing to say that somebody isn't interested in solving the problem or uh, that somebody doesn't understand how to solve the problem. It's something totally different when you know that the person does not want to solve the problem. Right. In fact, they want to worsen the problem. Yes. And that's what's going on with the Biden administration. And, and that's why the uh, secretary of, of uh of Homeland Security was impeached last night by the House of Representatives. First time since the 1800s that a cabinet official has been impeached. Now, he's not going to be convicted, not going to be removed by the Senate, because the Senate... um, It's composed of Democrats and weak Republicans. Yes, and, and they're not bothered by the disappearance of the border. The majority of the Senate is not troubled by the disappearance of the U.S. border. There is no border. They're talking about closing the border. There is no border. It was erased. It's gone. There's no border. 
And they, they're going to resist every attempt to reestablish a border. The official policy of the U.S. government now is there is no border. And that's been the policy of this government for over 25 years. Um, really, it has been. Yes. Donald Trump is the only person who interrupted that process. And even he couldn't close the border completely because it takes time to do this. Right. He built segments of a wall with big gaping holes because they passed a bill that he signed that would not allow him to close the wall. Yes. Deliberate. Now, go ahead and put up sections of the wall. Just don't close it. So anyhow... Uh, that's one reason that they hate him so much is that he interrupted the plan to dissolve the United States of America. What else did the sheriff say? He said that FBI Director Ray said that there are more red flags showing now in February 2024 than before 9-11-2001. Well, if they really believe that, why don't they act that way? Thank you, we, Doc. We, we know the We would answer. close the border, wouldn't we? Right. I mean, if we re- they're bringing red flags across the border. <laughs> By the truckloads. So after something happens, you know, a false flag, another 9-11, then the media will tell us, nobody saw this coming. <laughs> yes. Why didn't we see this? Why didn't... What is it? What what happened that the federal agencies weren't talking to each other? They didn't connect the dots. What was the failure in intelligence, just like on October 7th in Israel? All right, so if the FBI director really believed that there are numerous red flags pointing to danger to the homeland, well, the first thing he would do would be to arrest the president of the United States for treason. That would be the first thing he would do, because Joe Biden is a traitor. He's bought off by China. This not even what is there to discuss about it? This this isn't speculation. They have they have um, bank wires by the millions of dollars. It's not speculation. Right. But the problem is you can't charge a senile old man. According to. uh, Well, that's the new standard. But 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 Doc, that was (laughs) Mr. Her introduced that thought on purpose. I, I believe he absolutely he did. That's how, that's how cynical I am. I believe he introduced that thought into the political discourse. Oh, the rules have changed. Uh, you, you can be a traitor as long as you're senile. You can have classified documents if you're senile. Those are the new rules. Yes. What else did the sheriff say? Uh, He said that the FBI director mentioned that the United States is now bombing two countries. That would be Iraq and Syria. Well, it would be three countries in Yemen. Or did he mean Russia and and Gaza? Well, it's at least two. (laughs) A minimum of two or three. might, Might be five. And, of course, the suggestion was, well, you know, the fact that we're bombing these countries... They may not like it. They may, they may respond. They may. What would you do if you were being bombed? Could we have a discussion about the 
how idiotic American foreign policy is. And has been. And has been for 70 years. We bomb any country that we want to bomb, and then we get upset that they respond. Right. How dare you get upset when we bomb your country? So the sheriff said also, he, he said, we have thousands here. No, we have millions. It's not thousands. It's not tens of thousands. It's not hundreds of thousands. It's millions. Millions of people have come over the border in the last four years during the Obama, I mean, during, yeah, during the Obama term. That's exactly what it yeah, is. The third during Obama's third term. We have millions of people who've come over the border during the Biden administration. They eliminated the border. They opened up the southern side of America and announced to the world, come, there will be no enforcement of border laws. Come one, come all. Just walk across the border. And the U.S. government will, we won't harass you for coming over the border. We will harass Texas for yes. trying to stop you from coming into Texas. You said they're here from 160 countries. And, of course, the biggest group of people coming into the United States right now illegally are Chinese. Uh, young Chinese men of fighting age. How about that? And uh, we're being told to be prepared. Uh, Mr. Ray said it's not a matter of when, uh, not a matter of if, but it's a matter of when. So there's the, uh, there's the wink and the nod to the sheriffs. Something's going to happen real soon. And it's also a wink and a nod to any potential terrorist out there, too, that may attempt to do something. Now, I, I would bet on a false flag rather than an actual terrorist attack, but it's still the, the messaging is there. Yes. The, the interesting thing he's, that Sheriff Butler said was that a delegation of American sheriffs went to Israel immediately after the October 7 attack. Yes. Why? Why? Were they escorted there by the ADL? Did the ADL pay for the trip? Like they paid for something like 150,000 U.S. police officers to go to Israel to be trained? Like how to put your knee on the neck of a suspect? Why did American sheriffs run to Israel? Why? What was Israel's interest in getting them over there right away? Propaganda? Absolutely propaganda. And what what did the Israelis tell the American sheriffs? They, meaning Hamas, the Palestinians. But the sheriff they, said Palestinians. He didn't say Hamas. He, yes, he said Palestinians, didn't he? Yes. They don't hate they don't hate just us. They hate you. Sheriff, they hate you. And the same people who trained these Palestinians to come across the fake border, because that's what it is. It's a fake border. Yes. The same people who trained them are the same people who are training them to come to America. Across a real border. No, there is no border. Well, I know, but... There was a border, but they eliminated it. And the irony is, 
what happened on October 7th, if you believe the current mm-hmm. narrative, it was a border incursion. It was an invasion across a border. Yes, but it was – it's an illegal border. Yes. <laughs> it's so bizarre. Legal residents across an illegal border as compared to U.S. illegal residents across a legal border. I don't know if people can follow that, dog. That's too much logic in there. All right, so that's segment one. Let's watch the next video. Now, so you're wondering, I want everybody to know what I know. I can't tell you everything, but I want the public to know that we are in a terrible way right now. The United States, and I'm going to get to the local, the United States, we're on the defense. You can't be just defense and not have an offense. We have no offense. We're just defense. We're absorbing these attacks. We're in other countries. We're supplying them with weapons. We're supplying them with our, our, our treasure, our money, and we're not doing much back home. So with that in mind, we were also told that they're going, this is from the federal government three days ago. They're going to attack our elections, which they've always done that, just not the national. They're going to go into the locals. They encouraged us to talk to our local election officials and be prepared as much as they can for cyber attacks. Even locally, you have to be prepared. Okay, so uh, the Fed said that they, whoever they are, They will attack local, state, and national elections this year. Are you telling me the election could be rigged? It could be influenced by some sort of foreign power? Wait a a minute. Is that the sales pitch? Wait a minute. Are, Are they saying that electronic voting machines can be hacked? I thought that's election denial. Isn't that election denial? Well, apparently the federal government believes that. Well, which that. is it? Elec- electronic voting machines cannot be hacked or electronic voting machines can be hacked? Which one is it? Well, according to Sheriff Jones there, they can be hacked. Well, then he's an election denier. But he got the information from the feds, Well, Rick. they're election deniers because we were told after 2020 that anybody who said that electronic voting machines could be hacked as an election denier. Which one is it? Well, I know they can be hacked. And they were hacked in 2020, and the election was rigged. But it didn't come from China. It didn't come from Iran. Or Russia. It may have come from inside Washington Beltway. Not from the communists overseas. But from so, the communists in the belt. So the sheriffs are being told by the FBI, oh, man, oh, they're going to go in. They're going to rig your county commissioner election this time. Especially if he's a Trump supporter. They're going to rig it his way. You, you know what I'm hearing? All the elections are going to be rigged this year. All the way down to tax collector and mosquito board. <laughs> All right. That's what I'm hearing. Expect disruptions in all elections. That's what we're being told. That, that they, whoever they are, they will attack local, state, and national elections. Let's watch video three. We've been told that, again, they're coming here to do harm to us. And 
even in Ohio or in the United States, we're not going to be able to call and ask for help from the federal government. They're going to be busy. The military's not coming. The National Guard, when 9-11 hit, it was all the police and the fire. And they were in total, total organized chaos. The military had the skies. And I don't want somebody ask me, am I like Doomsday Jones? And I said, no, I'm not like Chicken Little. I want you to know what I know. And if you don't believe what I'm telling you, that's okay. You can do what the Israeli citizens done. You can build a little safe house in your basement and good luck. Uh, now, getting to where we've been attacked here in Butler County, you're gonna think, well, we've never been attacked. We have. The Russians attacked our system, our electronic system, our computer system. They hacked it. They also are trying to hack, just not ours. And they, we were down for two months, just a paper. Hacked our dispatching, hacked everything. Now, was that to help us? No, it wasn't to help us. It was to hurt us and cause chaos. As we speak today, the Russians are still attacking our computer system, just like they're attacking most of yours. But I want the public to know this. The Chinese tried to attack our cyber system here in Butler County, which includes everything that we have, dispatching for police and fire five times a day. I want to repeat that, five times a day. The Iranians are attacking our computer system and trying to hack it three times a day. I want to repeat that, three times a day. Now, are they doing that to help us and be our friends? No, they're not. They're trying to disrupt everything that we do. And this next election coming up, they're trying to do the same. Well, they are coming here to do harm to us. Who are they? Could it be the millions of people that the Biden administration deliberately allowed to come across the border since Donald Trump was thrown out of the White House? Is that they? Please define they. They are coming here to do harm to us. He just talked about people coming from 160 countries. So I, I assume that the sheriff is referring to the illegal immigrants. Right. They are coming here to do harm to us. Well, wouldn't it make sense to stop letting them come in? That logic would at least suggest that. Wouldn't we round up the illegals that are here and ship them back? If you know they're coming here to do harm, then why are you waiting for them to do harm? That's not very smart to me. If you know the people who came across the border, that not all of them, but many of them are here to do harm, why would you let them roam around to do the harm? Why would the FBI say, oh, we're just going to have to wring our fingers, rub our hands. Wait for the attack. Just wait for the attack, and then we'll try to do something about it. Yeah, let's uh, wait for the barn to burn down before we put in a uh, you know, fire alarm system. He said, um, don't expect any help from the feds. <laughs> You're on your own, folks. The Army, the National Guard, nobody will have time. You know why? Because they're going to be fighting in another country. 
We're in World War III. Securing someone else's border. Yes. We're going to be fighting for Ukraine's border and Israel's border and Germany's border and Taiwan's border while chaos is reigning inside the USA. That's really what the sheriff was told. Don't expect any help from Washington. Now, I'm sure the FBI director didn't say, hey, we're in World War III. We're going to send all of our troops and all of our National Guard reservists. They're all going to go to Europe. In fact, we're going to come into your county and round up your young men and women. We're going to need them, too. Right. So, Sheriff, you better, you better deputize your senior citizens to fight off the invaders. Isn't that where we're going? Yes. I mean, that's what they're doing in Europe. Exactly. I think we're, this is what was happening at the National Sheriff's Association. I think the message was, sheriffs, prepare for World War III. And then he shifted his uh, discussion toward cyber attacks. Well, before he said that, one thing he threw in there, he said, you should be like the Israelis and build a safe house in your home. Again, the Israelis. Who is advising? Who are the national security advisors to the sheriffs? Israelis. Do like the Israelis. Build a bunker at your house. Have a safe house. I don't want to live like the Israelis. Because the Israelis have... It's they've hell created on, their own. They've created their own hell. They should have stayed in Europe and America instead of migrating to Palestine and stealing the Arab land and then wondering why the Arabs don't want them. If you stayed in Europe and America, you wouldn't need your little safe house. But you went to Palestine in 48 and created a hellhole. There's been no peace for the Jewish people there since 1948. And there's been no peace for the Palestinians. Right. There's no peace at all. And everywhere they go, they're creating more war. And this is, this is at the root of it, folks. This is what I want you to understand. The reason all this stuff is going on is because America is joined at the hip with Zionism. And therefore, we will suffer the same blowback inside America as the Israeli Zionists are receiving in Palestine. How do we stop it here? Cut off the connection with Israel and Zionism. Right. The sheriff says, hey, we're bombing people and they don't like us. And, and why are we why, bombing people? Why are we bombing them? For Israel. Cut so off the relationship with Israel. Stop bombing countries and people will stop hating America. This isn't difficult so, Doc, then he talks about cyber attacks. Right. Now, Butler County, I forgive me, I, I don't know where Butler County is it, at. Where is it at? Southwestern Ohio. Uh, its county seat is Hamilton, Ohio. Hamilton. I know Hamilton. I've never right. been there, but I know of Hamilton. Yeah, it's about 400,000 people living there. Okay. So Nice-sized county. Right. So he says uh, Butler County has been attacked by the Russians. That there's that there, the county government systems, computer systems were down for two months. He said we were reduced to using paper. He said their dispatch system was down. 
How were they dispatching emergency vehicles? Uh, he says later on in the video they were using cell phones. They were having to use cell phones. Did you it. hear this anytime? I, I I never heard this. No. That a, a, a medium-sized county had no communications for two months. On, he says it was done by the Russians. I don't know if it was Russians or not. I'll just I'll take his word for it. But obviously he was told by Washington it was the Russians. Why would the Russians target Butler County? What's in Butler County that you would be after? Wouldn't you think that they would target Los Angeles County? Nassau County? Montgomery County? Butler County? Unless they're just going for the low-hanging fruit. And I'm not, I'm not disputing those. I'm just asking these questions, Doc. But he said the Russians are still attacking Butler County computers to this day. Every day, the Russians are attacking Butler County. So are the Russians going to attack the Butler County Board of Election electronic voting machines? According to Sheriff Jones, it's that, that's a target. But I thought the voting machines were not connected to the Internet. Yeah, there you go, using logic again, Rick. <laughs> so he blames what? the Russians, the Chinese. The Chinese, the five the times a day. Yes. Five times a day. Chinese hackers are attacking Butler County, Ohio. I've never heard this at all. And the Iranians, three times a day. So the Iranians, the Chinese, and the Russians have launched war against Butler County. Why Butler County? Or is this going on in every county? Or is Butler County a test now, we know, we were told here in Vero Beach right. last, late last year that we were told that the Iranian hackers attacked the Vero Beach utility computers at the, uh, was it the electricity plant or, or uh, water, the uh, water utility? I think it may have been water utilities. So it was the city utility department. Yeah, the city so, utility department. And the way they got into it was using an... A, an inactive T-Mobile router that was still connected to the Internet somehow. Yes. They didn't even have an account with T-Mobile, but they, supposedly they were able to hack into it. If you believe that narrative, if you believe that. I want to tell you again that uh, American Reserves is offering to True News viewers, True News viewers only. Nobody else in the month of February is getting this offer. 15% off your entire order. Uh of course, uh, well, no, shipping is included. So, you know, um, 15% off your order if you use the promo code TRUENEWS. This offer is good until February 29, the end of this month. Again, 15% off of your order at American Reserves. And um, let's, uh, let's, uh, let's show our new uh, American Reserves ad once again. And the man in this ad is a True News uh, member. He's, he's a supporter of True News. He's been watching True News for years. I know him. His name is Jake. And um, th this guy's one of you. He's one of you. He's not an actor. He really is a welder. He really is a, a blacksmith. And he really is a True News viewer 
and supporter. Here's Jake with American Reserves. I'm Jake, but my friends call me Moosejaw. I'm a blacksmith, and I like to work with my hands. I watch True News, and it's apparent to me that we are in World War III, and the U.S. is very unstable. I have faith in God, but He expects us to use our brains and our hands to prepare for trouble times. There are two things we need, food and water. That's why I buy my supplies from AmericanReserves.com. American Reserves offers easy-to-prepare chicken and beef meals, pastas, soups, and vegetables that only need boiling water. You can purchase the world-famous British Burkefield gravity-fed water filters equipped with Dalton ceramic candles and other emergency supplies at AmericanReserves.com. My family's security is critical to me. Something big is coming. Procrastination could be costly. Act today before a crisis suddenly appears. Be ready. Be wise. Go to AmericanReserves.com. Well, thank you, Jake. We got a member of the True News family appearing in ads now. Yes. Um, again, he's a real guy. He's 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 a real welder and blacksmith and a uh, a real supporter of True News. The offer from American Reserves to the True News family is fifteen percent off your entire order in the month of February, and the promo code is True News. Uh, go to AmericanReserves.com. Let's watch uh, video number four. So what we're doing here is we've got rifles in every police vehicle we have. We have what we call a go bag. We have extra magazines. And we're going to start training civilians. We've offered uh, classes to train civilians. And we're going to start training civilians on what to do when disasters hit and emergencies hit. Naturally, we can't train the whole country. We can't train the whole county. We put this up online yesterday. It's full already. We can do like 30 people at a time. We're trying to get it. And the organization that is doing that is um, uh, Texas A&M. They're coming here. The federal government's paying for it. They're going to train 30 civilians on what to do when disaster sits. 30 out of 400,000 people is not much. So we're trying to get more classes. All right, so he said every sheriff's uh, cruiser now has rifles with extra magazines. Um, he didn't say if they had extra bullets because there is an ammo shortage. We'll assume that they have bullets. Uh, they're going to have uh, go bags. Uh, you know. <laughs> like get up and go bags. Like get up and go bags. Like, hey, hold one up here, Doc. Um, I don't know what the sheriff's department has, but American Reserves has bags also. Right. What is 72-hour 72 72 emergency here. kit? Food and water. In so, so apparently the sheriff's cruisers are going to have, they're going to be carrying around food for the deputies. Emergency supplies for the deputies. Think about what he just said. Rifles, magazines, emergency backpacks, and they're training citizens to help the sheriff's office respond to a disaster. But they can only do 30 at a time. Because they, they're relying on federal funding. No, if the sheriff really wanted to just, oh, I'm, I'm not going to tell him how to run his county. I'm sure he's a good man. Uh, I would be mobilizing. I'd, I'd be renting. I mean, we're not renting. I'd go to the school board and say, I need the biggest gymnasium you got here. 
I, I, you know, I want to get about 500 people in here and tell people in the county what what is about to happen. I wouldn't wait on Texas A&M to come in with a federal grant. See, if you really believe this is going to happen, you you you, you go into hyper mode action, and this is in hyper mode. But they are responding. It, it, they, the sheriffs, these three thousand sheriffs went back to their counties. All of them told by the FBI director and other federal agencies, something big is coming. Something big is coming. Something big is coming. And the clear message is 2024. Probably before the election. Probably. Because we've got to stop Donald Trump from winning the White House. So we're going to have to blame it on the Chinese, the Russians, the Iranians. If that doesn't work, white supremacists. White supremacists, anything. Megas. Anything. Uh, Civil war, they're going to have something. But they're not going to allow Donald Trump to win the White House. Folks, you can see where this is going. Um, But you need to prepare for it. I, I don't know what else to tell you. Why you should be stockpiling food and water and supplies and getting ready uh, for very serious activity this year. Let's watch one more video. Don't want to cause fear. Don't want to cause panic. But I want the public to be aware that you are under attack. And when they're attacking, they're trying to get our cyber system. We have a grid system. Butler County does, the whole United States. Hell, our grid system goes out when it gets hot. So, and our grid system is from the 1960s. And they're trying to attack our phone system. The Chinese are flying over with their little balloons. That's not to help us and help us do some weather direction. And all we're doing is we're on the defense. We're absorbing this. And these other countries, they're attacking us. Overseas, it's a lot of drone attacks. Getting to drones. You know how much technology that local law enforcement has on drones? Zero. We can fly drones, and most police departments and sheriff's offices have drones. We can't detect drones. Hell, they look like a bird in the sky. We can't make the drones stop. We can't stop them. When you see football games on TV, the national football games, they call timeout to stop the drones. Hell, my grandkids have drones. Everybody has drones. We have no technology. The federal government doesn't share any of the drone technology with us. So what we're going to do is we're reaching out to the private industry, and we're going to see if we can get anything that can detect drones and how we can stop drones. And you buy that equipment from China. No, they don't buy it, Doc. <laughs> oh, yeah. China is giving it to the sheriff's that, That's right. We did those stories. That, that's three China's years ago. China giving drones to local sheriff's departments and police departments. And have been for years. And there's a former U.S. senator from Louisiana, a Vitter, who, who is an advisor to that Chinese company. Yes, that's right. I, I think that. he's on the board of directors of the American uh, subsidiary. Giving away drones to police departments and the data that the drones are gathering as they fly around the various counties, the data is going back to Beijing. I wonder if Butler County has any Chinese donated drones. But what I hear out of this, Doc, what I'm, he- what I'm hearing between the lines 
is that I believe that the sheriffs were told you can expect drone attacks. That's what I'm hearing. Yeah. Between the lines. That's, that's what I heard. He's What he's saying to that press conference is, it didn't come right out and say it, but between the lines he's saying, we were warned that there will be drone attacks. And we don't even know how to detect a drone. We don't know how to shoot them down. That's what he's saying. But they know the drone attacks are coming. 2024. And the Deagle.com website said in 2025, the American population would be reduced to about 90 million people. Yes. I hope whoever made that website is completely wrong. But I'm, I'm paying close attention to what's going on right now to see if there's any possibility that somebody knew the plan. Um, I think we, we can get a couple more videos in here. We're, uh, I've got, uh, th- I think, three more. So let's go to number six. Now, again, it's not to scare people. This is the truth. Everybody in this room, the news media, you guys get hacked. You try to get, they try to hack you. One of the local channels in Cincinnati was hacked. They were down to paper for several several weeks. Just paper. When we were hacked, we were down to paper. Our computer system, our dispatching, all hacked. Again, that's being attacked by foreign countries. You wouldn't think that a foreign country would be attacking us. The public needs to know we're being attacked every day. Now, people that are here to do us harm, do we expect? I've been to the border three times. People are not just turning themselves in. They're actually called gotaways and some of them are getting through with backpacks and packs now are they bringing groceries with them we don't think so we believe the ones that don't want to get caught there's a reason for that we believe they're a good strong possibility they're bringing something here to cause us harm you have to believe that china has safe houses in every state in the united states china has safe houses in every state in america yes at least that's what the feds are telling the local sheriffs. And the feds permit it? We permit it? We allow it? They know that these places are safe houses? What's a safe house? What, what, what's the purpose of a safe house? You, you have a underground railroad. You're moving people. You're providing them safe uh, lodging. Okay. And protection. So he said China has safe houses in all 50 states of America, which means that these tens of thousands of young Chinese men coming across the Texas border yes. have places to go in all 50 states. That sounds like an army to me. Do they have armories in all 50 states? Do they have Chinese police stations in all 50 states? You know, I asked a question back during the Obama years. Remember when Obama bought $2 billion or 2 billion rounds of, of hollow point ammo? Right. Remember that? Mm-hmm. I asked a question. How do we know Obama isn't positioning the ammo in safe places 
to be retrieved by an invading Chinese army. You wouldn't know, would you? And we don't know yet today. We don't know where those two billion rounds of hollow point ammo went. We know that Obama sent high-powered guns to Mexico to the drug cartels. Operation Fast and Furious. We, the U.S. government was sending guns over the border to the drug cartels. And Obama got away with it. And I said back then, he's arming the invading army. He's giving the drug cartels the weapons to come into Texas when the war starts. So the sheriff was told, somebody in the federal government told the sheriffs that China has safe houses in all 50 states. He called these, uh, these illegals gotaways. They didn't get away. They walked away. <laughs> That's right. They were escorted away. They are allowed to go away. The official policy of the United States government. Let's watch. Is it, we have one more? Yes. Okay, I was wrong. We have one more video. Let's watch. Any questions you got? Yes, sir. Good morning, Sheriff Jones. Yes, sir. It's an honor to be in your presence today. Um, if given the opportunity to talk to the president um, through your organization, the Sheriff's Association, what are some of the things you would like to talk to him about? The question was, what would I talk to the president about if I had an opportunity to meet with him? I would ask him to please close our borders, help us out. It's not, they're not staying in these border states where they're coming across. They're coming in. Every state is a border state. Please help us stop the Chinese from bringing this fentanyl through our border and stop all these cyber attacks. They're attacking us all. And all, we have nothing. We don't have any technology to stop it. We're on the defense. The FBI director said for every one person we have in our government, I'm going to repeat that, every one person we have in our government that deals in cyber, the Chinese have 50, 50 to one. And I don't know what we're doing. I assume we're just on the defense. Please help us. It starts with the border. We've got to have our border secure and us in the interior of the United States, we need help. We've had people that are dying every day. Everybody in this room, everybody that's listening, has a friend or a family member that's died of fentanyl. Okay, so, Doc, um, you know, I, I, I'm sure um, Sheriff Jones is, is a good sheriff. He's a good man. I um, don't want to say anything um, derogatory or... or um, critical of him I, I you know he's he's a sincere man he's a patriot he's but, concerned about his county but he's been dealt a set of cards that he's forced to play true but beyond that he was asked by a reporter sheriff if you could talk to joe biden what would you ask him and the sheriff said i would ask mr biden to please close the border help Help us stop the Chinese who are coming over the border. What I'm saying is, Sheriff Jones is like so many other American citizens. They, they assume that the people in Washington, like President Biden, aren't aware of what's happening at the border. That 
They're so busy running the country. They, they just don't know that millions of people are coming across the border. And then sincerely believe that. They sinc- you know why? Because it's too, it's too frightening to deal with the truth. Oh. Yes. The truth is Joe Biden is a traitor. That's the truth. He's bought by the Chinese. He's owned by the Chinese. Everybody in Washington knows it. The Supreme Court justices know it. The FBI knows it. Everybody knows he's owned by the Chinese. What's the secret? Millions of Chinese coming across the border. Millions of dollars going into the Biden family bank accounts. What is hard to figure out here? We've been sold out by our leaders. And it's not just Biden. It goes back decades. We're at the end of this process, not the beginning. The sellout is not just starting. It's getting ready to wrap up. The Chinese are coming in. They've got safe houses in all 50 states. They're bringing their troops across the border. We're going to have war on the soil of the United States of America fighting Chinese. The Trojan Army's here. Our electricity plants are going to shut down. Our water and utility facilities are going to shut down. That's what the man right there in that book, Lunov, told me yes. 26 years ago. The first thing we will do is disrupt. We will bring panic and chaos to America. He was, a, as a Russian, GRU. He said that's the plan. Cause so much chaos, so much fear that the American people collapse. They can't believe what's happening. And I said back then, the number one cause of death when this war really starts in America, the number one cause of death will be suicide. That the American people simply will give up hope and kill themselves. I have zero confidence in any of these politicians. Zero. Including Donald Trump. I don't have confidence in him either. None of them seem to be aware of what's really going on. If they did, they would be sounding the alarm that we are under a military invasion and our politicians have been bought off. But they don't believe that, Rick. They don't believe it. Because if they believed it, they'd act we very, act. very different. Yes. 20-some years ago, when I started this program, Bill Clinton was in the White House. Go back and listen to my shows in two, 1999 and 2000 while Clinton was in the White House. What did I talk about? The Chinese generals going into the White House with bags of money and coming out with the U.S. nuclear secrets. Everybody knew it, including the FBI directors at that time. And you know, you know who it was? Mueller. Now, Mueller came in. No, I'll take that back. Mueller came in about the time of 9-11. They knew that Bill Clinton was corrupt. They knew that he was selling off our secrets to the Chinese. And they allowed him to do it. 
Alan Greenspan was shipping our factories to China. We've been sold out. And the process started decades ago. We're coming to the end. When I say the end, we're coming to the end of the sellout. Because what is about to happen is that you and I are going to fight for our lives. That's what's coming. You and I are going to fight for our lives. And then we're going to find out how many of our leaders are bought off. It is going to be absolutely shocking to people when they discover who is wearing a Chinese uniform. When you you're going to see U.S. generals in the Pentagon wearing Chinese uniforms. You got a you got a stinking congressman from my district that wears an Israeli uniform. Yes. Walks around proud in a military uniform of another nation, goes to another nation and serves in the military. And nobody's alarmed about it. Isn't that odd, Doc? Isn't that strange? Just go back in time. Think of the, all right, let's pick the years of Dwight Eisenhower. Let's say Dwight Eisenhower is the president of the United States in the 1950s, and into the United States Congress comes a a member of the United States House of Representatives wearing a foreign military uniform. Of any country. Of any country. Friend I don't or care foe. if it's France or Canada. What would have been the reaction? Oh, my goodness. There'd be riots in the streets. The guy wouldn't make it out of the building. They'd rip There'd be a riot in Congress. They would rip the clothes off of him. He'd leave the house naked and never come back. That's how much we've changed as a country. We're not even offended by Brian Mass wearing a foreign military uniform. Nope, not anymore. People applaud him. They think it's great. Hey, we've got to take a break. We've got about 15 minutes of news on the second side of True News. Great lesson in the Bible today on the Beatitudes. You don't want to miss Morning Manna. It will enrich your soul a lot more than this news. I'll be back soon. You're listening to WWCR International Shortwave Radio. You can find True News on frequency 12.160 from 12 p.m. to 4 p.m. Eastern and on frequency 4.840 from 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. Eastern. Connect with us on Rumble, Facebook, X, and Getter. Welcome back. Hour number two of True News. We are glad to have you watching us or listening, uh, of course, truenews.com, faithandvalues.com. That's our own platform, faith and values platform. Um, Rumble, X. Getter. Getter. Where else? Just a number of different social media sites. Odyssey. Hey, YouTube, YouTube uh, took down every channel we had last week. Every channel. That we had. We had a number of, of little side channels. They they gutted everything. Yes. And you know what day it was? It was the night that I said on that day, I was thinking about running for Congress against Brian Mass. 
And, and, and that night they started they, taking everything. They nuked out. everything on YouTube. Well, just one less thing to worry that, about. Now. All that did was tell me you people were, were concerned I might run for the House of Representatives. Imagine me on the floor of the House of Representatives talking about treason. You don't think I wouldn't do it? You don't think I wouldn't do it? I'm not afraid of any of them. They're not going to intimidate me. If I run for the House and win, I will talk on the floor of the House just like I talk on True News. And nobody can stop me. I might do it just to irritate them. If we're still here, do, we, do I want to be in the Capitol building in the year 2025? Oh, that, that's if pretty, it's still there? Right. <laughs> might not even be there the way we're going. Uh, I would really would like uh, people to support us financially. Uh, we we uh, exist by the free will offerings of the people that watch this program, listen to this program. And the fastest place, the easiest place to give is truenews.com, the website or the app. Uh, you can call a number to use your bank card, 800 800- Five seven six two one one six eight hundred five seven six two one one six. If you need our bank wire information, please. If you want to give a large gift, uh, please do that. Doc, I have not confirmed it. I got a text last night. You did too. Mm-hmm. I haven't confirmed this. Um, I, I received a text last night after ten p.m. I had already gone to bed, and that's why I didn't I didn't bother getting up to work on you know to confirm it. But a Christian ministry that Doc and I both know, right, that has had financial troubles, uh, that they received a single gift of eighty seven million dollars. Yes, eighty seven million dollars from one individual. And all I can say is, praise God, I rejoice with the people in that ministry. I rejoice that God has blessed you. So if you need our bank wiring information, call that number, 800-576-2116. You can also send a check or money order or precious metals, silver, gold, whatever you want to send. Um. I got a couple bottles of hot sauce the other day, some pepper sauce. I'll take that, too. That was good. From the Keys. Thank you, brother. Uh, Our mailing address, P.O. Box 399, Vero Beach, Florida, 32961. P.O. Box 399, Vero Beach, Florida, 32961 is our zip code. Please do something, folks. Um, I've got a few more stories here I want to show you. New York Times, let's see, this is, oh, I know why I wanted to show this to you. So, Sheriff uh, Jones was told by the FBI director, there are nations around the world that are attacking us, cyber attacks, and it's going to get worse. We're going to have chaos. Well, I want to show you something from March 7 of 2021. 
Preparing for retaliation against Russia. U.S. confronts hacking by China. Mr. Sullivan, a member of the tribe, announced that the United States government was going to launch cyber attacks against Russia. Yes. Mr. Sullivan, a member of the tribe, fighting over Ukraine, led by a member of the tribe, Mr. Zelensky, said, we're going to launch cyber attacks on Russia. And what did Rick Wiles say? You're opening Pandora's box. Yes. If we attack Russia, Russia's going to attack us. Yes. What do you expect to happen? And they said, in the time of this article, that the timeline was going to be within three weeks of this date. That's right. So we launched a cyber war against Russia because America's fighting for Zelensky. We're, we're defending Ukraine's border. <coughs> Excuse me. And then March uh, 21. Could you take this talk? I need yeah, to get a drink of water, uh, please. So, so this was the Russians' response here in Toss. So <coughs> you see Dmitry Peskov there. Moscow concerned about reports of U.S. plans to conduct cyber attacks on Russia. So we had the article in the New York Times that's saying, hey, cyber attacks are coming. The Russians are responding here. Then just a few days later, the end of March, that same year, 2021, the Telegraph reports this. Biden administration, that they've, already, they've made the decision to do it. Biden administration to launch cyber attacks on Russia as feud with Putin escalates. And if you get dig into the article, they'd already launched cyber attacks by this point. Oh, wait a minute, Doc. Wait a minute. This article is dated March 20, 2021. Yes. When did when did Russia invade tele, uh, Ukraine? February, I want to say 24th, 2022. One year before... Russia invaded Ukraine. The United States was launching cyber attacks against Russia. Right. Do you think the Russians are mad? Do you think the Russians have said we've had we're up to here with the deep state of America? We're up, we're just fed up with it. We're not going to take it anymore. And we and then they talk about uh, Russian aggression against the Ukrainians. Now the Russians said we're done with your crap. We're fed up with it. Now, I'll show you something else. We'll go to, um, you know, the sheriff said he was told, hey, you know, we're, uh, the, the FBI director said, you know, America, we're bombing countries right now. Yeah, in the Middle East. Because America is sending weapons and money to Israel to kill Palestinians right. by the tens of thousands. Tens of thousands of innocent people have died. What for? Why? To, to protect Israel's illegitimate border. Illegitimate border. It doesn't, it's not supposed to be occupying Gaza and Palestine and the West Bank. It's an illegitimate border. Yes. It's illegitimate. 
But the United States is spending billions of dollars to help the Israelis defend their illegitimate border. And we wonder why people are angry at us in other countries. I want to show you a video of former U.S. Secretary of State Mike Pompeo in Israel yesterday. Dancing with the IDF soldiers celebrating their conquering of Gaza. Watch this. Yes, we're killing children. Yes, we're blowing up buildings. We're we're disfiguring little children. We're blowing off their arms and legs. They're burning the skin off of the children. Let's dance. Oh, let's have a party. You wonder why the Arabs hate America? That, that right there. What are they so happy about? We control the United States of America. We got the former CIA director here dancing, dancing with, with us. us. Well, should I keep going, Doc? I got four more minutes <laughs> that I can offend somebody. Um, I'll put up number 15. This uh, this is uh, Mike Pompeo. Former Secretary of State and prominent evangelical arrives in Israel. Well, who was the prominent evangelical? Joel Rosenberg. Yes. Well, who's the author of the article? Joel Rosenberg. So he wrote an article about himself and called himself a prominent evangelical? I don't know if the man's even saved. And I'm saying that in all sincerity. I don't know if Joel Rosenberg is saved. I have never heard him talk about Jesus Christ. I haven't either. He only talks about Israel. I'd like to hear him present the gospel. Joel, you can come on True News. You used to. I used to interview him back when I interviewed Zionists. Joel, you can come on True News and tell us the gospel. I want to hear. I want to hear about the day you were saved. I want to know about the day you were baptized. I want to know about... If you're a prominent evangelical, what are you evangelizing? <laughs> what are you evangelizing? What are you evangelizing? War. And for whom? War. For Israel. You're evangelizing for Israel. You're evangelizing for war. But you're not evangelizing for Jesus Christ, the Prince of Peace. A couple more stories. Uh, I'll go back uh, Last November, this is Wired Magazine, the NSA seemed pretty stressed about the threat of Chinese hackers in U.S. critical infrastructure. Uh, CyberScoop, January 9 of this year, artificial intelligence is helping U.S. spies catch stealthy Chinese hacking ops, says NSA official. Wait till you see this next headline. CBS News, January 31st of this year. FBI Director Christopher Wray warns that Chinese hacking hackers target U.S. infrastructure as the U.S. disrupts foreign botnet Volt Typhoon. But this is the one I want you to see. Number 21, NBC News, February 7th of this month. Chinese hackers spent five years waiting inside U.S. infrastructure ready to attack. 
and this is according to a joint cybersecurity report that was published earlier this month. And this is in uh, coordination with Canada and uh, several other uh, cybersecurity uh, expert organizations. This uh, included the Cybersecurity Infrastructure Security Agency, the National Security Agency, the FBI, and they all uh, assessed that the People's Republic of China had state-sponsored cyber actors seeking to pre-position themselves throughout IT systems throughout the U.S. for disruptive and destructive cyber attacks. So, Doc, go back to 1998, 1999, when the world was told by the the elite that there was going to be a a crash of all computers at midnight, December 31st, 1999. Right. And nuclear missiles were going to go off and... Everything it was going to be chaos, going to be chaos, and the world spent billions and billions of dollars in remediation of computer systems, new computers, new software, patches, everything. And I said back in '98 and '99, how do we know that backdoors are not being put into major infrastructure that would allow hackers to gain entry and sit there undetected for years? I said that in 98 and 99. They've been there, Doc. Yes. And now they want to hand it over to AI. (laughs) Are you kidding me? And China is the leader in AI. Right. Folks, your only hope is Jesus Christ. Amen. Your only hope is the Lord to take care of you and protect you. Turn to him and call upon his name. Are you concerned about this economic storm and how your IRA and 401k will fare during these turbulent times? Top experts are predicting now is the time to be protecting your assets with physical gold and silver. Find out why Genesis Gold Group is the number one recommended company by your favorite preppers and homestead channels. Receive Genesis Gold Group's free definitive gold guide today or give them a call at 800-200-GOLD. Let's pray. Dear Gracious Father, Father, this is a beautiful day, and it's a day that you have made, and therefore we will rejoice and be glad in it. Thank you for this awesome, beautiful earth that you made for your children. And thank you for everything that you placed in the earth to bless us. Father, We love you and we praise you. We invite your wonderful Holy Spirit to guide and lead us, to instruct us in knowing your word, in understanding your word, in seeing Jesus high and lifted up, and having a revelation of the magnificence of his kingdom. In his name, Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Amen. Okay. So, Doc, we're going to... Today we're going to read um, chapter 5, verses, um, let me see here, I'm sorry, all right, chapter 5, verses 1 through 12. Okay, all right, so welcome everyone to Morning Manna, thanks for uh, joining us here, Uh, i got 17 countries right now here this morning. And people checking in from all over the world. Today, we start uh, Matthew chapter 5. And so if you've got your Bibles, go ahead and uh, let's open those up. I'm reading from the King James. 
reading verses 1 through 12. And seeing the multitudes, he went up into a mountain, and when he was set, his disciples came unto him. And he opened his mouth and taught them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are they that mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the children of God. Blessed are they which are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are ye when men shall revile you and persecute you, and shall say all manner of evil against you falsely for my sake. Rejoice and be exceeding glad, for great is your reward in heaven, for so persecuted they the prophets which were before you. God bless the reading of his word today. Amen. Duck, are the are the ducks too loud today? They're really in a corn frenzy right now. <laughs> They're not bothering me, and so uh, okay. and it seems like right. a lot of people I, like the ducks. So I don't want anything to distract from people hearing the word. Um, I don't want them to go away. So the only thing I could hear were ducks today. So all right, so um, I'm going to ask a question. I already know the answer. Have you ever heard of the Sermon on the Mount? Obviously, the answer is yes. It's the most famous sermon in the Bible. Uh, the Sermon on the Mount is also known as the Beatitudes. There are nine Beatitudes, such as blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called children of God. Now, many Bible teachers say that there are eight Beatitudes, but in my Bible, there are nine. And I think the problem is they don't like number nine, so they right. don't count it. <laughs> the easiest way to deal with it. Yeah, it doesn't, it, doesn't, it doesn't fit on a Hallmark card very well, does it? It, it doesn't. So, verse 1, seeing the multitudes, he went up into the mountain. When he had sat down, his disciples came to him. There are four movements in this verse. Number one, seeing the multitudes. Number two, he went up onto the mountain. Number three, when he had sat down. Number four, his disciples came to him. Where were the multitude of people? Who went up onto the mountain? Who came to him on the mountain after he sat down? These are the things that we're going to be talking about today. Now, verses uh, 2 and 3, he opened his mouth and taught them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Who opened his mouth? Jesus. Whenever the Bible says somebody opened his mouth, it is an indicator that something profound is about to be said. Yes. Who did Jesus teach? The multitudes or the disciples? The answer is the disciples. Right. 
what was his first lesson? Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Everybody in this class today said that they had heard about the Sermon on the Mount. So now let me ask you this question. Have you ever heard about the Sermon on the Plain? Before I tell you about the Sermon on the Plain, let's recall what we studied in Matthew chapter 4. In the closing verses, we read that Jesus traveled around the Sea of Galilee and began calling his disciples to follow him. Specifically, we read about the call to Peter and Andrew and James and John. We also read that Jesus traveled throughout the region and that people from the Decapolis, Judea, Jerusalem, and from beyond the Jordan brought their sick relatives to him to be healed. The last verse in chapter 4 says, Great multitudes from Galilee, Decapolis, Jerusalem, Judea, and from beyond the Jordan followed him. The first verse in chapter 5 says, Seeing the multitudes, he went up onto the mountain. Who were the multitudes? The people from Galilee, Decapolis, Jerusalem, Judea, and from beyond the Jordan who followed him. Right. Why were they following him? They wanted Jesus to heal them and their sick relatives. Where did they follow him? To the mountain. Who went up onto the mountain? Jesus. Who followed him? up the mountain, the disciples, not the multitude. Right. The multitude were not invited to meet him on the mountain, only the disciples. Oh, man, they're really going wacko now. I told you that I would reveal to you the Sermon on the Plain. Matthew did not mention it. St. Luke wrote about it in chapter 6 of the Gospel according to St. Luke. So, Doc, I'll have you read Luke chapter 6, right. verses 12 through 16. Okay. All right, here we go. Uh, from the King James, Luke chapter 6, verses 12 through 16. And it came to pass in those days that he went out in a, into a mountain to pray and continued all night in prayer. And when it was day, he called unto him his disciples, and of them he chose twelve, whom he also named apostles, Simon, whom he also called Peter, and Andrew his brother, James and John, Philip and Bartholomew, Matthew and Thomas, James the son of Alphaeus, Simon called Zelotes, Judas, the brother of James, and Judas Iscariot, which also was the traitor. And he came down with them and stood in the plain. And the company of his disciples and a great multitude of people out of all Judea and Jerusalem and from the seacoast of Tyre and Sidon, which came to hear him and to be healed of their diseases. 
And they that were vexed with unclean spirits, and they were healed. And the whole multitude sought to touch him, for there went virtue out of him, and healed them all. All right. So, Luke 6, verses 12 through 16. In these days, the days that we're studying, the days when he traveled around Galilee, the days when he went through the Decapolis, the ten cities, throughout Judea, beyond the Jordan, in those days, he went out to the mountain to pray, and he continued all night in prayer to God. Now remember, this is Luke, not Matthew. Verse 13, when it was day, he called his disciples, and from them he chose 12, whom he also named apostles. So how many disciples were there? We don't know. It could be the 70. There could have been 500. Right. He called his disciples to the mountain. And from the disciples that he called the medium on the mountain, he chose 12 to be apostles. So who went to the mountain to pray? Jesus. Whom did he call the next day? His disciples. Now, what we see in verses 17 and 20 of Luke chapter 6. And Doc, I don't think you read this, did you? 17 through 20? Um, yeah, I read uh, that. I didn't read okay. 20. Um, yeah, okay. So you read, to, okay. I read to um, 19. Okay, so Luke six seventeen. Remember, Jesus is on the mountain. He's got his disciples on the mountain. Verse 17 of Luke says, he came down with them. Yes. And stood on a level place with a crowd of his disciples and a great number of the people from all Judea and Jerusalem and the seacoast of Tyre and Sidon who came to hear him and to be healed of their diseases, as well as those who were troubled by unclean spirits, and they were being healed. All the multitudes sought to touch him, for power came out of him and healed them all. He lifted up his eyes to his disciples and said, Blessed are you who are poor, God's kingdom is yours. Verse 17 of chapter of, of Luke 6 says, He came down with them. Yes. Jesus came down from the mountain with his disciples. And he stood on a level place. That's the plain. Jesus stood on the level ground at the base of the mountain. And then it says, with a crowd of his disciples and a great number of the people who came to hear him and to be healed. That's the multitude. And then verse 20 says he lifted his eyes up to, to his, his disciples. disciples. To the disciples. Yes. Not to the multitude, to the disciples. 
and said, blessed are you who are poor in spirit. God's kingdom is yours. That's the Sermon on the Plain. The Sermon on the Plain occurred at the base of the mountain. Yes. The primary audience were the multitudes who came to be healed. The Sermon on the Mount was delivered on the mountain. And the primary audience were the disciples who came to be taught about the kingdom of God. Um, My uh, mentor in the Lord who has left this world a long time ago, G. Campbell Morgan. He called the Sermon on the Mount and the Sermon on the Plain the Great Manifesto. I like that. Mm. The Great Manifesto. It was the bedrock of Jesus's public proclamations. Personally, I think he gave the full sermon or variations of it everywhere he went. In politics, we say that a politician has a stump speech. The term is derived from the old days when politicians would stand on a tree stump to deliver their speeches to the crowds. The stump speech was the politician's standard speech, the one he gave everywhere, his main platform. It's what he, it was his talking points, what he wanted people to hear in every town. He repeated the same speech everywhere he went. If you heard the stump speech once, you heard it a hundred times. The Sermon on the Mount was Jesus's stump speech. He gave it everywhere he went. It was the foundation of his message about the kingdom of heaven. In regard to the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus chose to address his disciples specifically, not the multitudes. The Sermon on the Mount was directed towards those already within the kingdom of God. Disciples are those who are loyal to the kingdom and obey its laws. Jesus didn't expect obedience from those outside the kingdom, the people at the base of the mountain. He expected obedience from the people he called up on the mountain. Jesus emphasized the importance of loyalty to the king before receiving the benefits of his kingdom. Jesus first trained his leadership team Teaching the disciples first ensured that they understood the principles of the kingdom before he released them to go out into the world to teach the masses. Right. People who only seek the blessings of God never get invited to the mountaintop. God will meet them on the plain. People who hunger to be discipled by Jesus will enjoy the mountaintop visitations and experiences with the Lord. 
The choice is up to each person. Jesus is not a respecter of any person. He will meet you on the plain or the mountain. You decide. What was the purpose of the Sermon on the Mount and later the Sermon on the Plain? The simple answer is to deliver the commandments of God. Right. God spoke twice to humankind. First, God spoke on top of Mount Sinai. Only Moses was there, a single disciple. Exodus 19, verse 23 says, Moses said to Yahweh, the people can't come up to Mount Sinai. For you warned us, saying, set bounds around the mountain and sanctify it. The, the people were not qualified to go up on the mountain. Right. Because of the attitude of their hearts. Moses was God's only disciple at that time. He desired to know God's ways, not his acts. <clears throat> God called Moses his friend. On Mount Sinai, on the mountaintop, God delivered the Ten Commandments to Moses. He gave Moses the commandments of the Old Covenant. That was the first time God spoke on a mountain to humankind. The second time God spoke on a mountain to humankind was the Sermon on the Mount. Jesus Christ, God in human flesh, the Messiah, the last Adam, stood on the mountaintop. With him were his disciples, the people who desired to know his ways. Now it was more than one. The first time it was only Moses. Now there's a, there's a large group of disciples invited to the mountain. He, Jesus gave them the commandments of the new covenant. We call them the Beatitudes. And like in the days of Moses, the, the, masses, of, the masses of people were not called up to the mountain. Right. They waited below. The first time God visited a mountain to give humans the commandments, the people waited below and were afraid. They saw the lightning on the mountain and they heard the thunderings and they feared God. The second time God stood on a mountain, the people patiently waited below and were eager to hear what Jesus said to his disciples on the mountain. In the book of John, John 14, verse 15, Jesus said, if you love me, keep my commandments. John 14, verse 21, one who has my commandments and keeps them, that person is one who loves me. One who loves me will be loved by my father, and I will love him and will reveal myself to him. John 15, 10. If you keep my commandments, you will remain in my love, even as I have kept my father's commandments 
and remain in his love. Keep which commandments? The commandments he gave us on the mount. The Beatitudes. If you don't keep those commandments, you don't love Jesus. A lot of people miss that, Rick. They really do. Because normally when they read that verse, they think, keep the commandments, keep my commandments. What's the first thing that comes in their mind? The Ten Commandments from Mount Sinai. Right. But in reality, what Jesus is saying, I, I, I've given you a new, new law, uh, if you will. My yes. commandments from the mountain. That's what he's talking about there. And so many uh, modern believers miss that. I mean, there's nothing wrong with the Ten Commandments. They're great. But Jesus went to a higher place. <laughs> yes. As you say, Doc, we have a lot of Old Testament Christians. Yes. And it tripped me up for many years until I figured this out. Because Old Testament Christians are trying to keep the commandments in the Old Testament. They're tithing. They're doing all these things of the Old Testament. And they're ignoring the Beatitudes on the Mount. Few churches teach the Beatitudes. If you don't keep the Beatitudes, the Sermon on the Mount, you don't love Jesus. If you keep his commandments the Sermon on the Mount, you will be loved by his Father in heaven, and Jesus will love you, and he will reveal himself to you. It's a promise. If you keep his commandments, he will reveal himself to you. If you keep his commandments given on the Mount, you will remain in his love. Yes. Does that mean that you can get out of his love? The Sermon on the Mount emphasizes character over conduct. It emphasizes being over having or yes. doing. Yes, you got it. We Americans, and I know we have people 18 to 20 countries, but I'm going to tell you something about Americans, modern Americans. We emphasize conduct over being in our society. We, we really do. In American society, when we meet somebody, we ask, what do you do for a living? Yes. What do you do? Not what, what do you, you are. do? Not what you are. Not, yes. We don't ask, what are you? We say, what do you do? We Americans are impressed by what people do and what, what they own and the power they possess. Not who they are not in their character. Jesus taught that what people are is more important than what they do or own. And this is a radical shift in thinking because Judaism, of course, it was based on conduct, keeping the law, keeping the rules. And we've talked about this before. You know, Dennis Prager is a great example today. Dennis Prager uh, says that it's okay, basically, that it's okay to uh, 
participate in animated child porn as long as you don't act on it. Conduct. Now, yes. the, the Christian. So what you are, what yes. you are to Dennis Prager is not as important as what you do. Is what you do. That's that's a action-based religion. Yes. And Jesus on the mount said, "We're going to change it." What I'm concerned about is what you are. So the main purpose of the Sermon on the Mount was to lay the foundation for what we must know and do to be citizens of the kingdom of God. If you never practice, if you never, if your life never adheres to the commandments on the Sermon on the Mount, are you a citizen of the kingdom of God? Regardless of how many years you've gone to church, regardless of how much money you've given to missions and orphanages and so forth. Jesus said you have to keep these commandments. Right. The Sermon on the Mount is the constitution of the kingdom. If your life contradicts the Sermon on the Mount, you are not a disciple of Jesus. Doc, I have had people become livid, indignant with me for saying these words. Oh, yeah. Why? Why? Why are they provoked by me saying that our lives must conform to the Sermon on the Mount? Well, I know the answer. Because it means that you have to change inside. That's yes. what it means. And they're under conviction. Yeah, because the Sermon on the Mount isn't a set of rules. It's, a, uh, it's an instruction to the heart. And yes. the, whether people like to admit it or not, they like rules. They like laws. They, they do. They like to break them sometimes, too. But if, if they uh, didn't enjoy breaking them, there wouldn't have been a law in the first place. And so, but the Sermon on the Mount deals with the character of the heart. That's right. So you cannot ignore the reality that Jesus clearly taught the importance of loyalty and obedience to the kingdom's laws. He went up on the mountaintop to deliver to the disciples the new commandments in the new covenant. Character and spiritual transformation are central to Jesus' teaching. Character is what you do when nobody's looking. Yes. Jesus had to confront and correct the misconceptions the Jews had about the kingdom of God. They wanted a physical kingdom, and he offered them a spiritual kingdom. Most of the Jews rejected the kingdom. And Jesus rejected those Jews. Jesus then turned to the Gentiles outside the covenant and offered them citizenship in Israel, the chosen people of God. And many Gentiles accepted the invitation and were grafted in, brought into Israel. So you had citizens of Israel, the people of God, 
who rejected the new covenant and who were kicked out of the kingdom, kicked out of Israel. And then you had people who were prohibited from being in Israel, the Gentiles, and because they accepted this teaching, they were brought into the chosen people of God, Israel, based on obedience, faith and obedience. So G Jesus prioritized the spiritual realm as the foundation of all other aspects of life. His manifesto did not include political programs, but it revealed fundamental spiritual truths. And those truths taught us that character and spiritual transformation are central to Jesus's teaching. He offered a pathway to reconciliation with God and restoration to the Garden of Eden. And what the manifesto shows us is the breath, the beauty, the benefits of the kingdom of God. Amen. Available to those who are willing to become disciples, willing to be citizens, and citizenship requires obedience. Verse 1, seeing the multitudes, he went up onto the mountain. When he had sat down, his disciples came to him. I told you there were four movements. Seeing the mountains, he went up, he sat down, the disciples came. Seeing the multitudes, what did Jesus see? Obviously, he saw a great crowd of men, women, and children. He had not gone up on the mountain yet. Seeing the multitudes, he went up. He saw a great crowd of people. He saw humanity separated from their maker in heaven. He saw humans not knowing their real father in heaven. Instead, they knew their imposter father, the devil. He saw humans who needed a pathway to reconciliation with God. He saw humans who needed a pathway to re-enter the Garden of Eden. He saw humans who were deceived by Satan yes. into believing many false things about God and his kingdom, Israel, and the purpose of life and religion. He saw humans who were hurting, hurting with physical, emotional, mental, and financial pains. He saw humans who were oppressed by the devil, living in spiritual bondage and darkness. He saw humans who were seriously sick, in desperate need of a great physician to heal their bodies. He saw humans who were hopeless, ready to give up on life. He saw humans whose souls were spiritually lost. He saw the human race wandering in the wilderness ever since their expulsion from the Garden of Eden. He saw the human race in need of a savior. Right. He saw the human race restored to God, their maker. He saw the cross. Seeing the multitudes, he went up into the mountain. <clears throat> he sat down, the disciples came to him. Jesus was emotionally moved by what he saw. His compassion 
for humanity poured out of his soul. He went up onto the mountain. Now, Doc, I think you know this from Bible school. Many Bible teachers teach that Jesus used the mountain as a platform to speak to the vast multitude at the base of the mountain. Nope, that's not what the Bible says. I don't agree. It's not what the he Bible spoke. says. Go ahead. No, I'm just saying it's not what the Bible says, is it? No, he spoke to his disciples. Yes. So he had a core group that he was teaching. Then he had another message on the plane. Yes. Uh, it was two different messages. That I mean, it's not the same message. And so many people just assume that uh, Luke 6 and, Matt and uh, Matthew 4 and 5 are the same message. They are two separate messages. Uh, they might have happened at the same time, but like you said, this was his sugar stick message, his, his, uh, the, the platform. But here in Matthew uh, 5 and 6, we get the complete teaching as directed to his core group of disciples. He gave variations of the Sermon on the Mount. Right. But the disciples who were up there with him, wherever they heard Jesus giving a variation of it, they knew what he was talking about. They heard they heard the original. Right. So he spoke to his disciples on the mountaintop. The first humans to hear the Beatitudes, the commandments of the new covenant, with a core leadership team, his disciples, right, from which he would choose 12 apostles. Right. Now, so he saw the multitudes. He went up onto the mountain. Then it says, when he sat down. Sitting indicates resting. Jesus rested. You cannot live and prosper in his kingdom if you do not rest in Christ. Speaking about the Hebrews in the wilderness, this is Hebrews 3.11. It quotes Psalm 95, verse 7.11. As I swore in my wrath, they will not enter into my rest. Hebrews 3.18 to whom did he swear that they wouldn't enter into his rest, but to those who were disobedient? Yes. Disobedient to what? The commandments of God, the Ten Commandments given to Moses on Mount Sinai. Now listen to Hebrews 4, verses 1 through 5. Let's fear, therefore, lest perhaps any of you should seem to have come short of a promise of entering into his rest. For indeed, we have heard good news preached to us, even as they also did. But the word they heard didn't profit them, Not because them. it wasn't mixed with faith by those who heard. For we who have believed do enter into that rest, even as he has said, as I swore in my wrath, they will not enter into my rest. Although the works were finished from the foundation of the world. For he has said this somewhere about the seventh day. God rested on the seventh day from all his works. And in this place again, 
they will not enter into my rest. The writer of Hebrews said that we in the new covenant should fear that one of us would come short of the promise of entering into his rest. Whose rest? Jesus's rest. Yes. Verse 2 of Hebrews 4 says the good news has been preached. What's the good news? The gospel of the kingdom. What are the commandments of the kingdom? The Beatitudes in Matthew 5. And in verse uh, 4-2, that's my favorite verse in the Bible. It really is. In the King James, it reads, For unto us was the gospel preached, as well as unto them. Who was the them? It was the the people at at the base of the mountain. At the base of the mountain. They heard the gospel. They heard the gospel. They heard the gospel. For unto us was the gospel preached as well as unto them. But the word preached did not profit them because it wasn't mixed with faith in them that heard. So Hebrews says the good news has been preached to us. The good news is the gospel of the kingdom. The Beatitudes are the commandments of the kingdom of God. So the gospel did not bless the people who did not enter into God's rest because they did not mix the word they were taught with faith. Yes. God swore in his wrath to the Hebrews that they would not enter into his rest. Why? They didn't believe his words. They had no faith in his words. Yes. Even though his works were finished from the foundation of the world. That's true. Yes. Those those who believe God's word with faith shall enter into his rest. Amen. Let's return to Matthew 5 1. Seeing the multitudes, he went up onto the mountain. When he had sat down, his disciples came to him. Who did Jesus see? All humanity that needed to enter into his rest. Therefore, he went up, he sat down, he rested, he taught his disciples the commandments of the kingdom of God. All right, Doc, I'll pick it up tomorrow with the first of the Beatitudes. Praise God. I knew we were on a a good run here. This was going to be a good teaching today. We're only really in verse one. In chapter, yeah, five. we're just getting warmed up. This is this is a good chapter. Praise God! All right, well, thank you everyone for joining us today from all over the world. Uh, we had uh, 19 countries that checked in. There may have been one or two more that snuck in. That uh, wasn't able to catch, but uh, uh, Rick, uh, we're making a global impact with uh, people from all over the world. It just continues to amaze me that uh, people from as far away as Australia to the UK to United Arab Emirates, uh, Belize, uh, just all over the world are joining in in this uh, daily Bible class that that we conduct called Morning Manna. If you're listening to this later in the day, you can always join us live on faithandvalues.com for Morning Manna. We'd love to have you join us 8 a.m. weekday mornings where you can participate in the live Bible study and also participate in the chat that's ongoing, too, with about anywhere from 350 to 400 people every day that are online and they're communicating with one another and asking us questions and uh, providing some insight on the passages that we're looking at. So if you'd like to participate in that, we'd like to invite you to that. 
uh, just go to faithandvalues.com. If you're not uh, a member already, join, and uh, you can have access to the live feed. You can also have access to all the archives. Re, uh, we've been teaching in Matthew now for, what, uh, a month now? Is that is that how far? So you can uh, catch up on all the archives of our uh, instructions here in the book of Matthew. Uh, that's available on faithandvalues.com, too. And so we invite you to come and join us if you're not already a member. We'd love to have you participate in that. Uh, Rick, any final words before we sign off? No, sir. No, I'll save it for tomorrow. All right. Well, God bless everyone. Thank you for joining us today. We love you very much. Keep living for Jesus today, and we'll see you on the next Morning Manna. God bless you. Amen. Well, I hope today's Morning Manna lesson was a blessing to you. It, it was a blessing to me preparing for it. I love teaching from Matthew chapter 5. And tomorrow and Friday, we will go deeper into the yes. Beatitudes. There is a treasure chest of wisdom and spiritual revelation in those nine Beatitudes. And so I encourage you to watch Morning Manna. Uh, Today um, was a good foundation, though. Just it really the beginning. Was. It was just to get started. Right. To set why the Sermon on the Mount is what it is, it, that it's the new commandments of Christ. And that's something a lot of believers don't realize. I guess it's, They rely on the old commandments instead of the new commandments. And then they can't figure out why something's not clicking right in their spiritual life. It's because you're you're trying to live in an old dispensation when you're in this new one. Right. And go with the commandments he has given us. He gave us new commandments. And um, it's the Beatitudes. And so I encourage you to watch Morning Manna tomorrow and Friday as we explore and discuss and and uh, bring forth the wisdom and the revelation that are in those nine Beatitudes. I really believe the next two lessons are going to change your life. I encourage you to listen to today's lesson one or two more times. Yes. Uh, you will pick up things that you didn't hear today. Uh, it was packed full of revelation today. But it's a blessing, and, and I hope... Uh, I hope you're being blessed by it, and I hope you tell people about Morning Manna. It's, uh, it's unlike any other Bible study anywhere in the world, and it's opened up to anybody to come and attend. we got to go. See you tomorrow. listening to WWCR International Shortwave Radio. You can find True News on frequency 12.160 from 12 p.m. to 4 p.m. Eastern and on frequency 4.840 from 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. Eastern. Connect with us on Rumble, Facebook, X, and Getter.